Hi everyone, today is March 12th, 2021. This is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. Not a huge week in terms of content. This is a milestone episode. We'll talk about esports first. Talk about a few tournaments, the scene in general, the Duelings meta power rankings as usual. A few new cards from the Turbo Duel Grand Prix, or as I like to call it, the Thunder Dragon Grand Prix. Tour Guide Bingo, new card there. Go over the ranked duel rewards and also time to reflect. This is episode 208. Uh, assuming there are 52, months in a, uh, 52 weeks in a year, makes it the fourth uh, year of this podcast. There was a leap year, of course. Um, there was a week I took off, and that's it. So, four years in podcasting, my reflections on doing that, and also in Duelings itself. So, yeah, this won't be a huge episode, but, and of course, this is another uh, another highlight. This is the first time this podcast is going to get released on a Friday. Now, thank, uh, I have recorded podcasts on Fridays, but... They've always been released on Saturday and Sunday before that. So, um, and that's because I have to work tomorrow. So I'm working on a Saturday. So the podcast will be out tonight on Friday. So, yeah. Let's just jump into esports. There's no this week in the dual world. Dual world. I barely played. I'm getting through the Turbo Duel event. I didn't buy any of the box, so I'm hoarding gems. I've got like 7,000 gems. I'm waiting for the next box. I'm waiting for something big. Let's get to eSports. Duelings Meta Weekly 167. We're seeing some shifts in the meta here. Blue Eyes Meta. First place, Hash, Ultimate Dragons, Blue Eyes. The deck has really um, taken over when this these nerfs have hit. Um, some of the favorite decks like Noble Knights... Desperado and now Blue Eyes has moved in and the deck hasn't really changed um, considerably since it's taken over. We're seeing Ancient Rules become a staple card. We're seeing Treacherous Trap Hole. Um, those two cards are very popular. Um, the, the deck is becoming more and more like full play sets. So three Whitestone of Ancients, three Sages, that's always been a constant. Three Cards of Consonants. Uh, the, the two ancient rules and the two treacherous that also lends you to think what is consistent, what is good, and you know the XZs thing can't be underlooked. The rank eight XZs plays. Um, people like to shut down the alternative white dragon sometimes with a fiendish chain, and then they could play around it by getting into the rank eight XZs play. And of course, the um, Synchro Blue-Eyed Spirit Dragon gets by with a quick effect as well. Second place, Francis KO07, Destiny Draw, Weather Painters. We saw a bunch of fairy decks like Weather Painters run Valhalla and Hecatrice as a sort of like a little engine there for fairy decks. This one doesn't even use it. So there's a lot of tech cards here. Two Sphere Karibos, two Kite Roids, DD Crow. I guess that's a little survivability, a little bit of tech. Venus Chain, you know, the, like, there's not much to say about this deck. Uh, the, the staples are three Weather Painter Snows, three Thunder, which is the better card, 
uh, one cloud. We've seen some decks run sun, but this one doesn't. Two snowy canvas, two cloudy canvas, two thunder thundery canvas. Top four Ulaska Ultimate Dragons Blue Eyes. Uh, this one's a little bit different. Less of the consistency, like I mentioned with the ancient rules. Just one no white stone of legend. I got that right. So there's like a random tech cards here. Cosmic Cyclone, Forbidden Chalice, not Forbidden Lance. Uh, Melody. Melody is a pretty yeah, it's a staple card. And top four, Cam Neal, level tuning, Star Seraph, Dark Lord. This deck is starting to take a hold as a real deck. Uh, it's been a real deck since the Kaiba Cup, but level tuning has been attached with the skill now. I mean, with the deck as the skill, and this skill lets you, when your life points are below 2,000, select two monsters, make them level 1 to 4. And base, that basically makes you uh, have access to an XZ's deck. Now, the Star Seraph combo is already kind of bent on setting a rank 4 XZ's play. They do need three monsters, though. So this is the premium deck for doing the three overlay or the three XZ's material summon. So you you get some cards you know, typically don't see in a rank 4 uh, toolbox with Stellar Knight, Delteros, Evil Swarm, Ouroboros, Knight Papley Operative. Obviously, these are strong cards. Number... Uh, thirty C thirty nine Utopia Ray. These are strong cards that you typically don't see, but just because this deck specializes it and level tuning can make your Dark Lords match the Star Seraph. That's the whole goal here. So, you know, Dark Lord Desire, Ixshell, Nastin, Tetzalopakia, M Dusk, and Ukobak. They can all match the level four uh, to get into this rank four XZ's place. So that's pretty much the core of the. Um, that's how the deck works, and three copies of Book of the Moon, of course, is is a thing now. Next tournament, let's keep it in Dunk's meta for now. Dunk's meta, Freakly, 46. First place, X Junior Crazy, Destiny Draw, Lunalite. Lunalite had this component of Stall Burst, but this is a full Stall Burst deck here. Three Sphere Karibo, three Battle and Boxer Veil. Those are your Stall cards. And then your typical Luna Lights. Three Yellow Martin, one Purple Butterfly, two Crimson Fox, three Emerald Birds, three White Rapids, and three Luna Light Fusion. That's it. No trap cards. We previous we, we saw a lot of the trap card, um, the Luna Light one, which uh, gets your cards back. But this is just pure stall and Luna Light. I like it. And um, now that we have XZ's, Lunalites are all level 4. So these are some Diamond Dire, uh, Malevolent Sin, Photon, Papily Operative. They've been added into the extra deck to give it some more depth. Second place, Cam Neal again. Level tuning, Star Seraph, Dark Lord. So uh, a little bit of a modification to his previous deck. Uh, there's two Dark Lord Nastin instead of Amdusk. So um, you see a little bit of separation here. I can't really tell you what the cards do because I've never played Dark Lords, but I remember Amdusk being a very stally card, and Nastin has a similar ability, I believe. Top 4, El Dotel, Automata Play, Automata Pia deck, OTK deck all the way. You've got your core of monsters here, 2, Utopic, Automata Pia, 3, Zubamanchot, Gagaga Coat, 1, Gagaga Head, uh, 1, Dodo, Gogo Glove, 
one Gaga Mancer, two Gaga Sister, two Bolts, two Hey Trunade, two Offerings to the Doom, three Dodo Draw, one Gaga Wind. Up for Zenzo, Cyber Style, Cyber Dragon. Um, yeah, it's just, it is what it is, right? This deck is cutting down on monsters. We've seen decks just run Cyber De- Dragon cards, the only monsters. This one does have a Cyber Dragon. Got your ways to lose life points with cybernetic fusion support, but a lot less than and a lot less than before. No, no cosmic cyclones now, and um, yeah, there's there's less. It's just cybernetic fusion support. Uh, ways to take out the back row of storm, book of the moon for defense and stall cybernetic overflow. It's the same OTK deck it always was, but um, working with different things now. Go to the Me Maker Cup 14. First place, Lolliet Equipment Exchange Noble Knights. This is interesting. Um, we saw Draw Sense Dark Noble Knights to get Merlin before. Of course, Balance being nerfed. They're not playing it. Balance is not live as a nerf yet, but in the tournaments, they emulate it. So here's Equipment Exchange, which life points below 3,000. Return two cards, including a equip. The bottom of the deck draws a number of cards. So yeah, this is a bit of a switcheroo. You could switch two cards, and you only have to lose a thousand life points. So a lot of benefits to using this skill in Noble Knights, and the deck itself has not changed Noble Knights. Got the same number of things as it always did. Second place, Cock, Level Tuning, Star Seraph, Dark Lords. Standard build here. Um, yeah, this is a standard build. Three Star Seraph Scepter, three Sovereignty, one Desire, one Ixshell, one Nastin, one Tetzalopakia, one Amdusk, one Ukobak, three Banishment, three Book of the Moon, one Contact, one Sanctified Dark Lord. Top four Maniaco, Territory of the Sharks, Water XZs. Um. Curious, curious thing here is two copies of Mystical Space Typhoon. This um, there's a Cosmic Cyclone in the extra deck. Um, I mean the side deck. You know, Book of the Moon, Necro Valley, Drowning, Shadow, and Light Imprisoning Mirror. So a full, full board of um, tech cards. But Mystical Space Typhoon over Cosmic. That start that that begs the question of which is better. Uh, Cosmic Cyclone almost always is better. A mystical space typhoon it, ha- it serves some use it has i don't know if they don't want to lose life points or what water deck is a little vulnerable to losing life points because you're playing pretty weak monsters but other than that i don't really know why but of course the water xd's deck does main gishki chain um if i if i played rank i would tell you more but i haven't played ranked in a week so uh, gishki chain is just very good it's just a sea serpent level four. He lets you scry. A lot of good things about Gishki change. It's a sea serpent, yeah. Up four, whoa, elite Kariha. Level duplications, thunder dragons. Not much to say here. This is the deck I've just seen in turbo dueling uh, nonstop. Really, the premium deck in the level six, rank six, XZ's play. All right. Let's move on to the power rankings. 
So tier one we have water XZs at 20.1. This little update here. Blue eyes at 13.2. So blue eyes is a new addition to tier one. We're only gonna see it get stronger unless something new comes along. And it's just a comfortable deck that uh people have turned to, and it's doing well. Anamot and Thunder Dragons have both been demoted from Tier 1 to Tier 2. So Anamot sits at 11, Thunder Dragon sits at a 10. So both of these decks are down, even though you still see plenty of them. Uh, Thunder Dragons especially. Anamot, I feel, is a bit weaker. It's it's an OTK deck that you can disrupt at many points. I feel, um, feel it's, it's inferior to Thunder Dragons. Now, there's some shifts here, too, in Tier 3. Fire King, 4.4. Star Seraph, Dark Lord, 4.6. Triamids, 3.3. Cyro Dragons, hanging on at 3.0. So, there's a tournament that just ended right now. I guess that's why things have updated. Star Seraph, Dark Lord, of course, has the most upside. Um, Fire King, Triamids. I think they're a bit weaker than Cyber Dragon, frankly, but... It is what it is. Um, Star Seraph, I expect to move up into the, the upper tiers soon. Alright. Move on to the Turbo Duel Grand Prix. Thunder Dragon Grand Prix. Um, I'm just getting my way through it. I think I hit Elite. And there's seven levels to Elite. So it's very tough to get through. Um, it has replaced my Ranked duels. Um, the rewards aren't bad. We've got two like okay cards here. Mado King. Earth, Plant, Xyz Monster. Two level 3 plants. 1600 attack, 800 defense. Once per turn, you can detach one Xyz material from this card. This card's attack becomes double its original attack until the end of the opponent's turn. End of the opponent's turn. So, this is a beater. 30. 200 attack catch an XZ's and it becomes that for pretty much two turns like your turn and their turn so six on the board in a battle sense because you get over the blue eyes monsters um so it's it's specifically for plants so um you know it's not a generic rank three XZ summon it's a decent ability I would include it in that plant deck um just because the upside of having 3200 attack during your opponent's turn, it could stick on the board a little bit. Of course, it doesn't defend against any uh, other types of removal, but having that coverage of over 3000 is useful. Um, of course, uh, having level 3 plants may not mean anything if the deck doesn't do anything. So this card's use is completely tied to any uh, level 3 plant deck that may come around. Um, we're going to have to see... How the other cards work with it. And of course the keys of skill got nerfed. So we're going to have to see how much. What grows in the graveyard goes into it. But it could have a factor as well. Now this card the SR is a very good card. Um, I'm going to pronounce it as tomato and tomato. Uh, Earth level 3 plant. 1000 attack 1400 defense. Cannot be used as an XZ material for an XZ summon. Except for an XZ summon of a plant monster. When this card is normal summon. Special summon a tomato and tomato. From your hand or deck. Very good card. Um, now this card. Isn't great. It's 
good, but it's not great. It's limited because you have to use it as an XE summon of a plant. So that works well with the Tomato King, which we just saw. So that requires plants. This is plants. Um, this is a very strong ability where you can summon another one from the deck. That does a lot of things. It thins out your deck. The tutor at the same time. If you have to use it from your hand, then go ahead. But I'd rather go for the deck. Um, of course, if you you only you can only do this once because um, you can't. You have a third one that has no partner, so you can only do this play once, and then your third one is just like another monster. But um, yeah, so this is for your rank three play. Has to be a plant, so it's limited to Tomato King right now. I'm sure there will be more um, rank three XC's plants coming around. Now, this doesn't say anything about synchro summoning. So, if you use Akiza's What Grows in the Graveyard skill, which will get nerfed, you can get your level two uh, Verger out. Oh no, that doesn't work. Because Verger is not a tuner. Neither is Tomato and Tomato. Okay, that nixes the plan of. Level 5 and level 8 Synchro Summoning. Okay, there's a little bit less upside, but still, this is a pretty uh, good ability that is held in check completely by um, requiring it to be a XC's plant. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get this card. I want to see what XC's plants there are. I'm sure the last box had some, so I might have to check out that. Um, check it out right now because I have nothing to do. Oh, uh, oh, these wrapped up the meta freakly, that's why. Let me take a look at the last box. I can safely report back that there are no rank 3 XC's plants in the last box, so the upside is still limited for now. Now the meta freakly that just wrapped up, blue eyes, first place. Water XE, second place. Ritual Beasts, top four. Megaliths, top four. Interesting Megaliths. A top 32 Malefic deck. That's interesting. Yeah, so if you haven't played Malefics in a while, it might be time. Alright, so also going on is the Tour Guide Mission Bingo. And we got a new card from there. That's number 44, Sky Pegasus. Light, rank 4, Beast. Two level 4 monsters of any kind. 1800 attack, 1600 defense. Once per turn, you can detach one XD's material from this card. Then target a face of monster your opponent controls. Destroy it. Unless your opponent pays 1000 life points to negate this effect. So, this card's immediately outclassed by number 70, Malevolent Sin. That one's got 2400 attack. It banishes a monster straight up off the board. And then it hits and then gains attack. This card, you can only target a face-up monster. And then you destroy it if your opponent decides to pay. Unless they pay a thousand life points. So, how is this useful? It's very niche compared to the Malevolent Sin, who you'll pick every single time. Because it can even hit the, the face set, uh, set defense monster. This is like a burn card, in a way... Your opponent's paying life points, so it's a good thing this is not a burn card because it would have been nerfed by half. So your opponent would be paying 500, but 
they're paying a thousand. Um, and you're kind of threatening them to remove that monster or else. So you know, paying a thousand is not a bad move to keep a strong monster on the board. And this guy's only eighteen hundred, so he's not going to get by the monster. Now, this could be useful if you're running this kind of burn deck. There's like a million burn cards around. And this is just another 1,000 life points to add to it. I think that's the only use of this card. There's, I'd say there's a slim chance you would even run this in a rank 4 toolbox in your Xyz deck. Like, Malevolent Sin would just outclass this card and then you put your better uh, rank 4 plays. Like the um, Star Seraph deck wouldn't run this card, I don't think. They have no reason to. So this fits into some kind of burn direct attack deck. Maybe um maybe like um this is not a real deck, but the um what's those guys called? Cyber Dragons? Not the Cyber Dragons, like the Cyber Dark. Cyber Dark cards. They can direct attack, they're all level four. There might be a fit here. I don't know, but it's a generic card which makes it flexible. That's all that matters if they use it or not, right? right? The last topic in Duel Links is new ranked dual rewards for this season. Two cards kind of in a set. These cards look like they belong together, but they're, they have nothing to really do each other besides being level 3 plant monsters. So the SR and the R, the SR is called Cosmos. It's a dark plant, level 3, 600 attack, 900 defense. If you control two or more plant monsters, you can special summon this from the hand. So this is kind of like a third piece in an XZ summon of a rank 3. So you could play the tomato and tomato, get the second one out, and then this comes out as the third piece. So three overlay rank 3 XZs. Now I already debunked the whole thing with Akiza, so because I forgot Dark Verger is not a tuner, so... Um, these guys cannot work with Dark Verger into a big Synchro Summon. That really hurts the upside of this card. But, this is the third piece of a rank 3 XC Summon, so that makes it worth something in some deck where those rank 3 XC's plants live. Now the second card, the R card, has nothing to do with the other... It looks just like the Cosmos, but it has nothing to do with it. Fire Lily, it's a Fire Plant, 800 Attack, 800 Defense, level 3. When an attack is declared involving this card, inflict 400 damage to your opponent. Little burn card here. It has no bearing on XZ summoning at all. Like you can't, you can't ramp this guy out. It doesn't ramp someone else out. It just is a level three plant, which tomato and tomato already is. So, you know, unless there is something going on with the level three plants, I don't get it. This card doesn't really. The the cosmos might have a fit, but this one does not. Just a little bit of a burn ability. Um, it's probably never going to see any play. Yeah, that's the truth. Alright, let's get to... Four-year anniversary of this podcast. And this is all unscripted, so... This is a little bit of a ramble slash soliloquy. I'm just going to say what comes from the heart. So, in four years, been podcasting Dual Links. I remember... Is it four years? Yeah. Or has it been three years? No, it's been four years. 
So yeah, when I started this podcast, I was unemployed. I just lost my job in um, early in 2017, and that's kind of like a sad thing that a lot of people are going through right now with uh, with COVID and all. And I'm ha- I'm happy that I still have a, I have a job now, a different job. But I was I was not sure what to do early in 2017. When I found that I lost my job, I I was pretty much applying this stuff nonstop, and it took me a really long time to get a full-time job again. It took me over 300 jobs applied to, but this isn't about this isn't about that. But um, I started this podcast during that time because I was trying to find my way. Of course, I had the time uh, outside of applying to jobs, outside of doing things for unemployment benefits, outside of doing my part-time job, which I had. I had something to um, pay the rent and food and stuff like that, but um, I started this with Deck Tech. Um, as listeners to more than half the show or a few years ago may know, you know, we made this podcast. I think we could stake the claim that we made the first Duel Links podcast. I'm going to live by that. Of course, we're still the longest running Duel Links podcast, but we made it. Um, Deck Tech's still chasing his dream of becoming game designer, so um, but he definitely really helped um, get the thing off the ground, get the hesitation off of doing it, and something we did. It made some very good episodes. Um, of course, having that second voice around to actually analyze the game and talk about stuff. Of course, back then I was just the... I was kind of like the anime... Not the anime guy, but I had like an attachment to the storyline that he did not. Um, I was more of the play-by-play versus the color guy but now that um he's been gone for quite a bit of time um due to creative differences of course that i've taken over that role and um podcasts are shorter the time to make the podcasts are shorter of course i'm working on my own schedule now so i'm able to do it on a friday night you know randomly instead of of any life commitments or anything like that so there's that um Doug Dimmenduel was a big part of this podcast. He he had his own podcast for a bit um, around the same time that me and Deck Tech were doing it. He interviewed us at some point. Um, and then he joined on, of course, as the deck uh, creator guy here. Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. He did that for over a year or so. And um, due to changes in life, he had to drop that. But he was also a big help to the podcast. Brought some casual decks that I typically don't play myself. So brought some depth there and I want to thank Doug for his contributions to this podcast as well. Now I guess I'm starting to I used to be a guy who knew all the names of cards and now I'm starting to forget so I don't know what that means. Either I'm getting old or um, I'm becoming the guy who's handling those Analytical responsibilities without knowing the names of the cards, I guess. (laughs) Something like that. But being involved in the whole thing makes me pay attention to the meta. Even though I'm not playing right now, like a ton, I could easily hit King of Games. And I guess I should give some tips about for free-to-play players, because I'm mostly free-to-play. And I guess... One, th- the first thing to think about is 
what is your goal in a game? Do you want to win or do you want to have fun? And I, I found that early on. Well, this, this was engendered from something in my past playing Hearthstone. I think that was what took off and then other card games onto duelings. I don't like losing. So I play to win. And you could do that as a free-to-play player. It doesn't matter. But if you don't mind losing, you can go play your fun decks. So really the path for a free-to-play player playing with the goal to win is to know what the meta is. To know, pay attention to the meta, know what your opponent is playing based on their character, know what they're doing, know the plays that an archetype would bring. Like you're playing blue eyes, you know what what a set card is. That should be you should know what the back row is. You know you should know how they're going to counter your plays with quick effects, things like that. What's in their XC's deck, or extra deck? I mean, and you know just know the meta and you pick a deck, preferably in the meta or something that beats the meta. So that'll help you advance. Uh, Win more than you lose, of course, and that'll get you to King of Games faster. Now, King King of Games is just, it's an accomplishment for many, but if you've hit it long enough and you feel like you have to keep going and that's not it, then you should definitely join the tournament scene. Um, I'm not sure how lively the tournament scene is, but it was definitely, it definitely is a thing for the highest level of competition. Of course, a lot of credit goes to Decade and Duelist Meta. Their whole community fostered around competitive tournament play. Of course, hundreds of tournaments have emerged in different scenes. There's different country scenes, and um, you just have to get in it. And a lot of it is going through Discord. Um, I have to I have to ramble about Discord in a second, but. A lot of it is that there's Facebook groups, apparently. Um, of organic stuff that I don't even... I don't really see myself, but apparently it does exist. And that's a, you know, that's a tournament scene. So, really, um, getting in touch with people online is the best way to move up. So, I guess other than that, um, don't waste your money on boxes you don't want. Buy boxes, um, buy boxes with intent. So, like the box with Banlin, Boxer Veil. That's a good card to have, but nothing else in the box was worth a damn. So, really, you have to think about if you should spend those gems on Banlin, Boxer Veil. And the, the reason you would is if you're playing a deck that has a stall component to it. So, you know, you wouldn't fish through that box for anything else other than Veil. So... Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to be free to play here, and Konami makes you go different ways and different boxes to buy stuff. But you know it is what it is, and of course uh, I've said this many times. But if you're an Android user, use the um, Google Play rewards that gets you free money. Anywhere you shop, any receipt you get, it'll tell you to upload it, and you upload your receipts for money. So I have like. Money in the bank that I'm not using. It's free money. You can use it on any app, but you could use it in Duel Links in particular if you wanted to buy, like, a Selection Box EX or something. I guess back to Discord. Um, so many tournament scenes and things are on Discord. 
I personally hate Discord. Like, I can't use it. And that may have made it difficult to connect to a community. I was in a few Discords, and then I was like, I can't use Discord anymore. So I'd, right now, I just use Discord to post my King of Games to Duong's meta. Or I credit myself for a deck. That's the only way of submitting it. So apologies to anyone, but I just don't really use Discord. Um, yeah. I don't know what else there is to say. Um, Warriors are doing this podcast. I still have life in me doing it. I go through lapses of disinterest like now. But part of it is like the game. Duelings is popular, but it's never really hit its peak, I feel like. Um, the game that doesn't promote much. Um, I'm not sure how much they promote in Japan, but it doesn't promote much. The player base seems constant. It doesn't seem like everyone's quitting the game, so it's a good thing there's... You know, the dedicated Yu-Gi-Oh! fan base that's not going to leave. And it's a cheaper way of playing the game. Uh, it's got its own community. It's it's thriving. It's, thriving's the wrong word. It's staying stable. And they're doing new events. The, the management of the game has been pretty good in general. I, I must say I can't really complain about that aspect of it. But, yeah, the high-level players are just keeping it alive. And I'm excited to keep reporting on the game that I love and keep on going. So this is the fourth year and we keep going until something happens where I can't can't continue, but I'm gonna keep going and hope you all stay on board. I, I like to thank everyone, of course, like Deck Tech and Doug Dimidul for being uh key cogs in this podcast existence. I like to thank all the OG and new listeners. Um you know who you are I'm not going to shout at anyone in particular, but if you're still listening all these years, these four years, much love to you, and um, yeah, keep playing this game, let's duel. So that is it. Upcoming news, mid-March, new character, new UR card, Labyrinth of Klein, new SR card, Gen X Ally, Ally Volcanon, mid-March, Dueling's Mission Research, new SR Alchemic Alchemic Magician, late March, Igami gets sent to the gate, late March, Duke Devlin time, late March, Dual Quest, Grand Spellbook Tower, second copy, late March, change to the Versus screen where it'll probably censor your name. Alright, so that is it. That wraps up the fourth anniversary episode. Subscribe anywhere as always. Search the Dual Assessment, you'll find this podcast anywhere. All these notes are on the dualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me at the dualassessment at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Twitter, dual underscore assessment, my own account at Green Rangers CCG. Alright, take care, have a good night. Talk to you next time.